Hey you guys, it's Latrice and I am back again with another video here on the Lifts Her Up podcast. If it's your first time, then welcome and um, if you've been rocking me for a while, thank you so much. Continue to like, share, subscribe, rate us so people can find us and follow us, all right? So the last video, the last pod that I had, I talked about five different things um, that I've learned about the healing journey all around just different things I thought that weren't really heavily talked about when we encounter the the healing journey and I had mentioned that I wanted to put my own personal spin on it and share some takeaways that I've had in my own journey through healing um things that the Lord has worked on me things that I've worked to heal from or that I've specifically learned myself um in in my journey so I'm going to talk about a few of those things today um and it's five again and they are in no particular order or anything like that it's just some things that I've had to learn and go through and grow through through the last few years and I hope that it resonates with a few of you um and and that you guys will share with me back once once all this is finished so I'm just going to go through one through five just just some things that uh, the Lord highlighted to me through my own journey so the first thing I've learned some healing points I've had to <laughs> have for myself the first thing says I am not the gatekeeper to anyone's happiness wholeness or peace that's a little heavy, I know. Um, but people pleasing kind of had me in a chokehold for a very long time. And I thought I was doing things for other people that it would make them happy. And in return, it would make me happy because I'd be making them happy. But the truth of the matter is, I had to realize that no matter how much you do for people, um, there's never going to be an end to the void. You know, it's always going to be something else. You're always going to be overexpending yourself if you continue to try to uh, look for the approval and like the pleasing of man, of, of people. Um, and just through my journey, I had to realize that I cannot be the source of anyone's full happiness, wholeness, peace, whatever. And um, no one should be, honestly. We are not the source of any of those things. Only Jesus Christ can be the source of anyone's happiness, wholeness, and peace. And that's how it should be. We shouldn't be trying to uh, place people as our idols. And we shouldn't uh, try to have, we shouldn't be idols of, of other people as well. So if we see someone lifting us up to that standard, we should take a step back. And we should also not be lifting other people up to that standard of being the sole source of our, of our happiness and our peace. Now, can someone make you happy? Can your parents make you happy? Of course. Can your friends make you happy or feel at peace? Of course. Can your significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, whoever, can they make you happy and make you feel at peace? Absolutely. They can provide those things, you know, but they should not be the source. People should always be the, the resource to our joy, not just the, the, the beginning and, and the end of it. So um, that, that, that's something that I've learned with that, uh, that Jesus is sufficient through every single need that we have, and it should only be him that is the source of all of our joy and peace. So I'm not the gatekeeper. And um, I've come a long way with people pleasing. <laughs> I'll talk a little bit about that um, later on as far as saying no and learning what no means and everything like that. But yes, that is the first thing. The second thing I want to mention about my personal healing journey 
is boundaries are not a sin. So obviously being a recovering people pleaser, it was uh, very hard for me to learn what boundaries are and how to establish boundaries and how to keep them firm and in place. So learning exactly what a boundary is, um, it could be physical, emotional, financial. I also had to learn that my time is something that I really value and also has to have boundaries around it. Like when I am available and when I am not available and keeping the, the, the firm boundary in place, you know? Um, and it's even happened now as life goes on and getting busier and busier with, with everything, uh, everything day to day. But when I want to answer a phone call or when I want to return a text message, like voicemail, things like that, when I'm going to be active on social media, taking all those things into account. So time was like a huge boundary that I had to learn. Um, and having, having to establish like, okay, this is when I'm free. This is when I'm not free and not bending to other people's wants of me, having to make sure that I'm advocating for what I need. Even if I might not be doing a lot, if I'm not busy, you know what I'm saying? I could just be resting. That's honestly nobody's business but my own. But if I set up the parameters like, hey, I on my calendar, I know that I'm resting at this time on this day, whatever. That means I'm not going to sign myself up to do X, Y, Z and the third for whoever, you know? So just establishing that time boundary. And with boundaries, I had to learn that they are meant to be offensive. Like they are literally, it's, it's, it's almost like a gate. <laughs> like it, it's a fence. It's, a gate or fence it's protecting us it's preserving and protecting us so it's literally meant to be offensive it's meant to repel anything that is trying to come across the gate so some people are not going to like it I've had that encounter a few times with family you know um sometimes they're not going to like it but at the end of the day it's just something that has to be dealt with like I was talking about in the last episode, like some people are not going to be willing to take the journey with you and either they can go along for the ride or they can get left behind. And that's either here nor there. Again, that says more about them than about you. But preferably, I would prefer to have someone around who's going to respect my boundaries, um, the things that I need to preserve my my space, my spirit, you know, my time. As life goes on, we don't get less busy you know we we get busier and that's just the season that I've been entering into so I've been having to prepare myself with establishing these different boundaries of what I'm going to be allowed to do for for certain time like I want to be a resource in all the different avenues that God wants for me and so I have to become a, a better steward of where I'm expending my energy and my time and so that's that boundaries are not a sin please establish them they are definitely well needed and even God established boundaries. So like we think back to the Garden of Eden, right? Yo, Adam, Eve, 
don't eat from this tree, you know, and obviously they, they did, but that was a boundary. And even Jesus, when he was walking on the earth, there were certain boundaries that he had. He went off to go pray. Like he would have only a a few of his disciples roll with him. So that would, that would be a boundary that he, that he established when he would heal some people. Um, he would be like, don't tell anyone that, I did it because he knew that his time had not come yet um, to fulfill the prophecy. So just different things like that. Like if God established boundaries with man, then what makes us think that we don't have to? All right. So boundaries are not a sin. Let's put them in place. The third thing I've had to learn in my journey is explanations are privilege, not a requirement. I'm going to let that one sit for a little while okay um back to people pleasing again and the use of the word no so I used to want to have to explain everything to people I used to believe that if I were to give an answer to someone especially a no that I would have to justify myself like hey no I can't be here no I can't do this whatever the case may be because xyz and the third fill in the blank here um but I've learned that no is a complete sentence and um before when I would say no the explanation would come because I didn't want to feel guilty and I wanted people to view me in in a pleasing manner people pleasing again looking for affirmation from people but I've learned that no is uh is a complete sentence and even a yes where you don't have the capacity to fulfill uh, whatever commitment you have, sometimes I would overcommit myself. So then I would extend myself beyond what I could even do. So the end result or end product wouldn't even be the same, or I wouldn't be the same. I'd be more irritable, you know, I'd be sad or upset or frustrated, all because I didn't extend my no and I wasn't guarding my yes, really. So, um, I had to learn that no is a complete sentence and it does not require an explanation. Again, like I was saying before, a few minutes ago, if I decide, however I decide to utilize my time, that's up to me and God. And um, even if I do say yes, I'm allowed to say yes and have parameters. I'm allowed to say yes, that has conditions. Yes, I can do this, but only for blank amount of time. Yes, I can do this, but only on these days. Yes, I can do this, but only, you know, like it's okay to say yes and have those conditions. And I'm an adult, <laughs> I have free will like everybody else. And like I said, it's up to me and God how I utilize my time. Obviously, I have people I am accountable to, but that is strictly by my choice. It's free choice, it's free will, and it's for my benefit, you know? So um, again, explanations they're not required it's a privilege if I tell you no and I give you a reason then kudos that means (laughs) that doesn't mean that it's required that doesn't mean it's required by you but it means like oh well I'd like to share this with you it's it's a sharing thing I have the right to share my experience or um or my side of things with with other people so that's that and number four I have listed is self-awareness is half of the battle. So do y'all know the saying, if you know better, 
you do better, right? I don't really agree with that. And obviously I have a, I have a background in like public health. So my mind works in like analytical thinking sometimes and research base, but I know from my education and my history that knowing is only half the battle, like education and awareness can only take you so far because there has to be some sort of call to action, um, some sort of application that prompts people to want to change. So I say, when you know better, you just, (laughs) you just know better, you know? So, um, with, with self-awareness though, it, it, it's key to unlocking different levels of your healing journey, because once you are self-aware, you're able to, um, see different things in yourself that perhaps you just didn't see before. So me, for instance, me becoming more self-aware provided me with a confidence, um, and like clarity and strength to name the things that I've been feeling, um, in my healing journey. So in my process, whether I was like going to therapy or, or journaling heavily, um, me just being able to say out loud or to write, I feel sad or happy or frustrated. Um, so I reacted in whatever way, maybe I shut down, which I have a history of doing, or I lashed out or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, I reacted this way because of whatever, whatever trauma happened to me. And in that process of vocalizing those things, I was able to gain my voice and the power that I feel was taken from me from different traumas in the past. So when I was naming my feelings, I was able to trace what those patterns were. And like I said, it's like unlocking a new understanding of who you are. And so once I became aware of, okay, I'm behaving this way because I feel this way, I can now measure how I feel and how I'm reacting to what God says. And (laughs) once I came to that realization that, oh, how I react is not how God wants me to respond every time it was convicting. So I had self-awareness plus I had conviction, which again, the application that called to action, which it it led to the change. It had to lead to a behavior change. Um, and it, those things made me have a, have an effort to, to change what, what all I was um, dealing with at the time. And I have an example about this. So like I was mentioning before, shutting down and, vulnerability have always been, um, like a emotional pattern that for me. So when I feel overwhelming emotions, typically in the past, cause you know, I'm delivered <laughs> mostly, but sometimes those old habits, they, they die hard. Right. But typically in the past, if I would have big emotions, I wouldn't know how to name them. I wouldn't know how to handle them. So I would just shut down. Like I wouldn't want to talk to anyone about them all because in my past, what my, my trauma told me was you can't talk about these things and no one wants to hear what you're going through. And so through childhood until early adulthood, I was not able to understand what emotions I was feeling. So, um, it's kind of like this 
emotional apathy that I have. It's almost like a, like a numbing situation. Um, but it's like, I feel big emotions and I kind of just suppress it and I push it down and I, and I keep on moving. I keep trucking. Um, but sometime, maybe a couple of years ago, I think, I think it was like summer of 21 or so, but, um, the, the Lord was speaking to me and he was like, I need you to be more vulnerable with the people in your life. <clears throat> so I'm like, mm, okay, Lord, well, what is what does that look like? And he gave me like this simple exercise. And he said, I want you to go to your boyfriend's house. Um, he was living with his parents. So he's like, I want you to go there. And I want you to just tell him that you missed him. So I was like, oh, Lord, um, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's going to do, but um, all right. I don't really want to do that, but sure, sure, I'll try it. So fast forward, I, I went to see him that evening, and I was just like, hey, yeah, the, the Lord told me to come here and tell you that I miss you, so. And his response was, oh, yeah, I know you miss me. And I'm just like, well, Lord, like, what was the purpose of all this? Like, like, <laughs> like he knew that I missed him. Like, But the Lord was like, it was just you saying it. It was just you saying it. And that was a pretty vulnerable moment for me because it's not like I don't tell him those things regularly, but it's like there was a cap on the amount of emotional vulnerability that I was willing to expose to him. And he told me, well, if you want to be married, there's not going to be able to be a cap there. You have to take that cap off of yourself so you can experience the fullness of what I intended your your future marriage to be Uh, so (laughs) that put me in my feels for a while but that's just one example of how the Lord has forced me to sort of uh, get out of that that um that vulnerability box and the self-awareness that I have now so when I do catch myself shutting down not just in my romantic relationship but also my platonic relationships just out of hurt from the past you know just out of being hurt by previous friends or family members or whatever just shutting down those emotions I literally have to um recognize and force myself to be like okay I'm actually going to put myself out there I'm actually going to invest more fully into these relationships um and it's caused me to have more fruitful moments in my friendships in my romantic relationship you know like it it's made me feel fuller just just all around so I'm very grateful to God for exposing me in that way but that's just one of the ways that self-awareness has made me more uh more strong and more confident in in my healing journey and in my walk and the very last thing that I want to mention about my personal healing journey is about gratitude and keeping an attitude of gratitude because gratitude relieves pain and discomfort. All right. And I know that we say that attitude of gratitude, but I don't think we really understand what gratitude does for us in the natural and in the spiritual. So gratitude is not just a practice that the Lord asks us to walk in. It's literally 
a gift that he's given us in the form of a remedy. It's something switches in our brains when we make the conscious effort to look for something to be grateful for. And for me, even in some of the most painful and disappointing times in my life, whether it was not realizing, um, well, realizing that some of the people that I love in my life weren't capable of loving me in the way that I needed or that I deserved or feeling overlooked by family and friends, having imposter syndrome on my job or walking in my purpose, uh, being just in non-reciprocal friendships and feeling betrayed and neglected in some senses, dealing with abandonment and on top of that, all types of other mental, excuse me, mental and spiritual attacks like, um, God showed me that gratitude allows for light to flood into dark places. And it's in those moments where I was realizing that gratitude allowed me to feel a sense of freedom that I didn't know was possible, even in those dark moments where the healing journey just felt so uncomfortable, just felt impossible to, to, to bear. But gratitude provided some light, some hope in, in a, in a very low place that, that I would find myself in. Um, and I hope that's for, for you as well. That's just a little nugget. Just find something to be grateful for, even in the midst of all the trauma, whatever has happened to you. I don't, I don't know what it is, but whatever interpersonal relational issues you've had, just look for, the silver lining of the situation. So sometimes it's like, wow, I'm glad I'm not in that place anymore. Because once you realize what you were saved from, what you were delivered from, it's like, wow, I really, it really could have been worse. I really could have been stuck there. I really, you know, it's just, wow. Thank you, Lord. And it's just like a thank you, just a thank you. It's a internal knowing of like, I know this happened for a reason. I know the Lord led me out of there for a reason. And as terrible as it was, I know that it's going to be for my good eventually. And I know he's going to to work it out for my good. And he's going to get the glory from it, all in all, whatever the case may be. And that's my prayer for, for everyone is whoever's going through healing that they find something to be grateful for. Just a small glimmer, a small silver lining of I'm not where I was. I'm a different person now. I've grown from this. Um, and, and that's really the beauty of the healing process, you know. Uh, but those are the few things that I wanted to share from my personal healing journey. And I hope you identified with some of them. I'd love to hear about your own stories, anything that you've learned in your personal healing journey, any points that the Lord has brought you from, uh, whatever the case may be. And uh, feel free to message me, you know, or you can leave a comment down below. And I'm wrapping up right now, but y'all make sure you continue to share with a friend, to like, subscribe, turn on the bell notifications, comment. Like I said before, rate us, leave us a review because I really want other people to find the podcast. But until next time, you guys stay encouraged. Bye.